Well, welcome. What we're going to be moving on to now is talking about the art of leading others. And I think as a couple, um, the first question that we need to address is how well are you at leading yourself? And so I think too often uh, when, we, when we consider what others could be doing or should be doing when we look across our teams or we look you know, for, um, for guidance from other people, it's very easy to see faults in others. And so I know definitely for, for myself, um, working within a couple and saying, well, now we need to lead others when we didn't really feel like we had it all together. And so it took a few years for us to recognise the fact that we actually just needed to learn how to become the best that individually we could become. And, uh, and we were the most fragile um, at home or, uh, or in, a, in a comfortable environment when we were being um, attacked or felt like we were being attacked because the other person was out of their comfort zone. So giving you examples, um, I have so many examples to share. <laughs> uh, you know, when I was really trying to uh, develop a team of coaches and uh, there was 12 coaches uh, that were working underneath our banner and about 79 or 80 um, within the entire group. And so for me, it was definitely about stretching myself to the next level of integrity and making sure that I was doing everything that I could possibly do to become a better leader. And yet, for, um, you know, for obvious reasons, having all that energy in that area meant that there were other areas of my life that were falling down. And so, um, often the comments that would come from Kent or, or friends around different areas or my mother would bring up huge conflict within me internally that um, I just wasn't enough. And so I think that you know, the belief that you can lead um, needs to come from several different areas and that's what we're going to be exploring in this next month. And we, um, we finished the series off this month with um, how to gain more and more belief. But I think before we can lead others, it is really important to understand that we must lead ourselves. And that comes with a strong self-image of who we are, what our priorities are, and understanding that then as a couple, not only are people watching you, but it's important to be transparent in the lessons that you're learning so that there is integrity in that relationship as well. And so certainly during that phase, um, it wasn't Kent's main intention uh, to live with huge amounts of integrity because he wasn't leading these teams, he wasn't going to the team meetings. Whereas for me it felt like a bit of a battleground um, every week when I would go is that there were 12 individuals all sharing their wisdom with me on how I could be better, how the business could run smoother, how we could get better results. And so for me it was uh, the wire brushing that I required as a leader to understand that I needed to take that feedback on, but I also needed to process it through some kind of a, a manner that, um, that made me stronger in character as opposed to more self-conscious um, with less confidence. And I think that um, as we lead others, we can tend to attract the team we deserve, and sometimes that's a good thing, and sometimes that's a challenging thing. And so for me, I know that I definitely attracted some key players within my team that were incredible teachers of mine. And it was through overcoming um, you know, my lack of belief or my uncertainty in certain areas 
um, and building a really strong foundational team around me um, of people who could upskill me who could counsel me, who could mentor me, who could coach me, all of those things is what I needed. Um, but I found that being a lot more transparent within myself was far easier than trying to pretend that I was something that I wasn't. And I remember one incident when we were um, in a team meeting and uh, one of the coaches had commented that you know, the challenge was when I was presenting, I'd changed my content. And so what the team had been told that I was going to present um, then might change and therefore, um, you know, it, it put them off guard. Now, one of my strengths is to read the energy in a room and be able to change at short notice to make sure that the clients are getting absolute maximum value. And that's been something that has been on my feedback um, forms from clients for you know seven or eight years and so when I confronted the team and basically said look you can't have it both ways you can't have a leader who's adaptable and, and a, um, with huge ability to be able to change and add massive value um, and have someone who's so compliant that sticks to the agenda so much that they miss out on the opportunities that might be in front which way do you want me to be as a leader and so sometimes it's better to allow candor in your meetings when you're leading others because people don't know what they necessarily want. You know, they might be talking and you might be taking all that on and trying to adapt and to change and to serve them better by um, changing yourself where you can lose that authenticity. And I know for myself, um, having built huge numbers of teams in a short period of time when I was um, uh, share owner at flight centres. You know, people will test you and they will test where your boundaries are based on your integrity level, what you're prepared to do. And, uh, and so you need to have that clarity first and foremost around yourself. What are you prepared to do? What is your time commitment that you're prepared to put in to develop your team? And I found that once those emotional bank account scales tended to um, tip in the opposite direction where I felt I was giving out more than I was receiving back in value, that they started to um, question. I started to question the value of what I was giving, but also started to question whether or not I was gaining any leverage from actually having any team. And so that's a great thing to do, is, is do a little audit of the people that you're leading currently and find out where your emotional bank account is with those people. If their name pops up on an email or their name pops up on your telephone, does it give you energy or does it drain your energy? And that was a really quick way for me to understand who were the key team members that I wanted to continue in their leadership and development um, and who, uh, for example, was starting to get warning bells that perhaps this person was um, a great teacher for me that I needed to draw some boundaries, I needed to gain some more clarity over my expectations um, for that relationship and for where I needed it to go. And that's when my leadership really started to develop. Now that needed to happen within our relationship as well. I'd never really uh, drawn the boundaries or understood where I needed self-nourishment versus where I needed encouragement and, and discipline and expectation. And so, you know, humour is a great way to be able to do that. Um, I know in our household we used to use quite a lot of sarcasm and 
and a bit of dry humour around mistakes that I'd make around the house or creative ways I'd pack the dishwasher or, or whatever it was. But during times of huge amounts of growth or change, when we don't have that thick skin when we're at home, it can be the thing that can send us over the top. And so, you know, the things that come to my mind are, you know, the little, little comments that would come out that would be sarcastic, that would just ring in my mind over and over and over that, you know, I wasn't enough in that relationship at home. I was doing all that I could as a leader in business, but I was stretched too thin. And so therefore, you know, there wasn't that feeling that if I couldn't lead my family or I couldn't lead in the role of being a wife or a mother, then it was chipping away at my belief that I could lead at all. And so I think it's just really important to just highlight these things is that, you know, for a lot of clients that I've spoken to um, around this issue in terms of have they earned the right to lead a team of people, um, you know, when you're in business as a couple, sometimes it doesn't feel like we have earned the right. But I can assure you that the only way to earn the right is to get really disciplined around what it is that you're able to add value to others. And that's it. You know, if you sat down and said, where is my true core value that I am here to serve other people and in serving other people, then people will want to follow. And so it doesn't have to get you know, too detailed, but nobody had ever really explained that to me. So I really sat down and thought, where could I add masses amounts of value to the people who chose to be around me? And it was definitely in that personal growth, um, personal development area of helping them achieve, you know, their life goals, what, what they wanted to get. And as soon as I got that clarity, then I was able to apply that within my marriage as well. My value could be that, you know, I was always committed to be able to stop and to listen and to help align and say, are you sure this is making you happy? Are you sure this is where you want to be ending up? And if I could take money out of the equation and be, you know, the primary money earner, then there was never going to be any pressure that would stop that process from occurring. And so I think business allows us a vehicle to be able to generate, you know, huge amounts of cash flow as opposed to being an employee where, you know, it's kind of limited. And so are you using your businesses with integrity that you can get leverage from your team and you can lead in a way that is going to be able to contribute back through your family? And so, yeah, big topic, but I really think it's, um, it's important that the discipline that comes from having a business means that there's some daily things that need to happen. And so, can you lead yourself through those daily tasks, that daily checklist that needs to happen no matter what? And I know that once I got into my flow of what I love to do and I was very passionate about what I wanted to do, it was just so easy to jump out of bed with absolute crystal clarity of what I wanted to achieve in that week. And by Monday morning, I was so excited to be able to go and do it. Now, had somebody said that to me 10 years ago, I would have thought, are you kidding? Like, it's just a checklist that needs to get done that, you know, can produce headaches by three o'clock if it's not moving all forward. So it just proves that the people that are following their passion and following their talents, um, you know, are able to be able to lead others more effectively because it is within their integrity that they love doing what they're doing. 
and so you know just check check in with yourself do you absolutely love what you're doing when it comes to the discipline side of what you need to do you know these checklists are they difficult for you to carry out and if they are they're causing you actual physical stress and if it is causing you physical stress then just consider you know the knock-on effect that that's having on your health but also on people that are you know following you are you wanting to take them down that path and maybe the path needs to split off and you need to head back to what was bringing the fun and bringing the joy now I'm not saying to quit on yourself if you're in the middle of a huge goal because it does get challenging and it doesn't always feel joy filled but if the vision isn't crystal clear in your mind and you're leading a team of people then just make sure that the expectation at the end is always going to be you know more um, more contentment it's going to be more joy filled it's going to have more clarity for them when they get to that next destination and that can be the scary thing as a leader if you're not crystal clear on where it is that you're headed um, and there's teams of people that are relying on you well then that's where the pressure can build up so you need a team of advisors around you to be able to make sure that your expectations are realistic I went and had um, a session with a financial planner uh, with my cash flows at the beginning of the year and, and said this is you know this is the commitment level I was willing to put in and this is where I wanted the results to be and and this was my um, you know reward at the end of that and um, you know she looked me in the eye and she said you're about ten thousand dollars a month off your target for achieving this uh, based on tax brackets based on um, different things that she was aware of that I wasn't aware of um, she was absolutely correct in her assumptions now am I frustrated when I hear that information yes but my reaction to that as a leader is to be able to understand well I need some upskilling in that area and perhaps each of my clients need upskilling and each of my team need upskilling um, because if I've been coaching people on on the formulas that I've been using and they are out by that much then there's going to be disappointment along that journey that's just a, a really transparent example of of something that I did I got this lady to come in and then um, actually teach all of the clients at a quarterly planning session on their attitude towards money and what their profile was um, and their tendencies um, were because I think it's important to highlight you know that finance is just another area of leadership um, it's just the tangible area or well, the key performance indicator of you know of um, at that snapshot of time how you're going as a couple and so for us finance used to be the thing that would bring up huge amounts of um, of challenge because we looked at money in totally different ways through different filters I like to have you know a cash flow plan and work to budgets and, and highlight it and tick it off a sheet whereas for Kent it's kind of like he's got a whole um, backlog of expenses that need to be paid and so when that extra money comes in it's not about vision building it's about making sure that um, you know those things can be caught up on you know like getting the car serviced and getting four new tires on each of the cars and you know upping the insurance and all those things that kind of drain the cash flow from my perspective but in actual fact keep our family a lot more safe and secure and so if you as a couple are coming at things from different directions then talk about it you know just understand that that's that's the first part of understanding how to lead yourselves as a couple 
and then being transparent enough that when you're leading other couples you can say yeah this is how we got through that or this is what we did these are the tools that we used so once we've got through discipline and understanding you know what we need to do to achieve what it is that are our dreams and our goals then you need to balance that against your expectation because leadership is simply that it's discipline multiplied by expectation now if you look as a couple one of you will have more discipline and one of you may have more expectation now it might swap or it might be the same person with both but it's just important to understand that they are the common characteristics of leaders is that they can match their high expectation with high discipline to cut through any of the resistance to be able to achieve the goals that they've set themselves and so just realize that you know they're the traits of of leadership that we're that, that we're talking about and so for yourself if you think about expectation expectation might be as simple as driving into a car park and absolutely knowing with certainty that someone's going to reverse out right at the front doors and you get the car park every single time that's one form of expectation I know my husband has that absolutely nailed you know my dad always did as well the luckiest drivers on the planet but it's not lucky it is expectation and so when we have this little thing in our brain called our reticular activating system and it's set to track what our expectations are now if your expectation is that um, team is really challenging and it's hard to find people and then when you skill them up then often they uh, complain or they leave or they set up in competition around you then just understand that that is as a leader the exact lesson that you're going to receive everything you expect is going to come true so um, you know it's important to get our thinking right at this part of leading teams when you're leading others you need to have high expectations of people which means having a 10 on every single person's head and until they prove otherwise knowing that you can draw the best out of them and they can achieve whatever it is that they say they want to achieve within your environment now I used to find that um, when I was recruiting uh, team members if I could find somebody that had already got the skill level but just lacked that leadership or that belief then I could fast track them to success in 60 to 90 days because I found that a lot of team leaders especially in the company that I was working in lacked this level of expectation that I had and I just expected every single person within 60 days to be breaking even and within 90 days to be making a profit and I knew the daily disciplines that they needed to have in order to achieve that goal and if they wanted to work in my team then that was the expectation every single person that came into that team met that expectation did they all stay definitely not you know like that that wasn't a guaranteed for longevity or or promotion within the company however it was a short-term expectation as a leader that if we were to remain in the top 10 percent of um, of our goals of where we wanted to achieve then we didn't have time to be able to wait any longer than 90 days to have every single person profitable and contributing to that bottom line profit I've maintained that expectation all the way through as a business coach with the clients that I work with within 90 days if they haven't increased their profit um, then what am I doing as a coach obviously I'm not giving them the steps very very clearly in terms of discipline you know and we've just set a guarantee of a hundred percent increase in profit within 12 months guaranteed 
and uh, you know there's not many companies out there that guarantee profit or work with you until you get that profit but I believe that when you're assessing people it comes down to what their level of discipline is and we can see that through work ethic but also through their level of expectation and if you start to attract the people that believe they should be in that top 10% or even top 1% well then it just makes sense that you put them in the right environment in the right running track that they're going to get that result and so leading others then what's your vision for when you're leading others are you 100% certain where you're leading them to you know and when I sat down and thought right I want to create a hundred millionaires you know by 2012 and we're in 2009 and therefore if I'm going to lead millionaires then it makes sense that I need the expectation the discipline I need the identity I need the belief uh, all of those things I need the team around me of people of experts of, of what can happen but it was an exciting vision and it gave me energy and so you know attracting the team that wants to work alongside those is not difficult when you're really really passionate about what it is that you can contribute back and so you know when you're leading other people you've got to have that certainty around your leadership and you've got to follow your own leadership style so apart from having expectancy it's also being authentic and when you're authentic in your own style which means you know, if uh, for me, business, if it's, it needs to be fast and fun, okay? So for me, if people are getting too bogged down in the detail and they're not taking the action steps they need to move ahead, um, then it's very challenging for me to be able to work with those people. Authentically, I need to communicate that in a way that, uh, that is going to motivate somebody to be able to understand where their major block is. It's in the actioning of their disciplines of every single day. If I wasn't authentic, then I'm not going to get a result. Okay, so it's an understanding that everybody in your team needs to be who they are and celebrated for who they are. We don't try to put people into molds or to say, well, this is the way, our way or the highway. So when you're leading others, it's, it's being able to be okay with other people, but also be okay with ourselves to create more synergy within the team. So that's really the critical thing. So therefore, when you're creating authentic leaders, you need to make sure there's plenty of praise in public and lots of, um, you know private appraisals where you're actually uh, monitoring and keeping people on track to the lessons that they need and so you know for me the first day of every single month um, calendar month when I was running a business that I was working in was scheduled that I wouldn't be seeing any customers that day or my customers knew that and that was my day that I could spend just working with my team and I would sit in a coffee shop and they'd come one after the other after the other and it took about seven hours to do the appraisals but I was there as, an, as a leader to be able to um, work out where the snapshot of where they'd come from from the previous month to where they wanted to move to this month with the big picture in mind and so it was an opportunity to be able to um, guide listen listen at a different level I think when you're in the business and you're listening to people's communication versus you're sitting there completely present, the words that are coming out of their mouth might not be the message that they're trying to send you. 
and so it's giving yourself that um, that time to be really present individually with each person and then be able to um, advise look this book helped me or this tool helped me or what I'd like you to trial this month is this and so it's definitely um, allowing that person to step through the lessons that they need to learn um, but they need to be on their own journey so um, leading others I found was more from an integrity base of saying look I understand where you're at and I can sympathize with the challenges at that stage however if you want to get the next you know best version of result then these are the steps that I'd encourage that you take I recommend that you go and get this book um, I would hope that every day you achieve these tasks and I hope every week you can give me an update based on these things. Now that's when you just start to watch people's feet as opposed to what they're saying. What are they actually committing to? What are they doing? How are they moving themselves forward and so they can achieve a better result? And your leaders will develop themselves. Leadership is taken, it's not given. And so as you start to lead others, what you'll realise is the people who um, are ready for that next step of commitment, then they will step up to the plate. And so they choose themselves. You're not hatching leaders. That's really, really important. So when you go through your audit and you have a look at all the people, are they draining you? Are they giving you energy? Have you got a system or a structure for how to lead those people over this next 12 month period? Do you do regular appraisals every month? Do you have meetings every week? Do you talk on a daily basis? What's your agenda for those meetings? Is there structure to the meeting? Is it documented? Um, we went through a whole lot of compliancy with um, you know, uh, legislation and, and uh, understanding if people are on payroll, what are the appraisal documentations that need to be signed off on? And really tighten the systems around uh, working with employees and being very clear in our communication that okay these are the next action steps you're committing to and I will provide you with this level of support and I'll sign here and you sign there and then those sheets were bought the following month and I can tell you just that level of accountability at the next stage allowed everybody to get tighter around you know leading themselves but also then working much more effectively as a team and so if you take some time this week just to work out firstly are you doing that for yourself are you clear every single week on a, on a list of things you want to achieve do you know where you're headed on a quarterly basis are you doing that with integrity within your relationship how um, how transparent are you in terms of being able to lead as a couple to the success that you've defined for yourselves if that might be owning your own home it might be traveling the world it might be having a family whatever success and the definition is for you have you sat down and worked out a plan that you can actually be um, taken step by step through if there was a coach keeping you accountable and so you know that you're teachable as well so when you try to lead others you've got real life examples to say oh yeah that's challenging or or that's hard or I found that challenging as well <laughs> so um, just good to go through and and just take a snapshot of this area of your life because not only do you need to lead grown-ups you also need to lead children 
and uh, that's going to be the topic next next week now if you don't have children um, you don't plan to have children then there are children on the planet still that you will be leading and so what's really important is we just understand the process of leadership um, when it comes to children because people that you lead may have children and so there'll be huge benefit there I have no doubt at all and so I look forward um, to be able to take you through that process as well that I'm really passionate about. So have a great week, enjoy your leading and we'll catch up again next week. Bye for now.